Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 222. This week, I'll be going all over the ha- the happenings and what have yous in the comic book world from, uh, well, was it, like August 12th? August 12th, yeah, that's how we date our... I start my weeks on Wednesdays, the week of the 12th. So, uh, yeah, man, stay tuned. I raise my glass to all things comic books starting with the news a few things in the news um well and if you listen to monday's episode you probably already know this but david pepos uh decided to drop a world exclusive on the church to comics podcast that's not the news the news is the book the news is the book i'm not that vain I'm not that vain uh he's doing a fucking book called the oz it's now live on kickstarter and it's essentially uh, Mad Max meets Wizard of Oz meets The Hurt Locker, and holy shit, man, I gotta see previews, because I'm privileged as a podcaster, and goddamn, does this shit look good, like, really, really good, and it's already 300% funded, but that doesn't mean it doesn't need your backing, because you're gonna want this, you're gonna want this, he's not taking it to a distributor, he's distributing it himself, he knows what's going on in this mad, mad world, so, you see what I mean? Uh, continuing on in the news, Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite clown, and possibly uh, top three favorite horror movies of all time. We know that the sequel is in the mix. I know we're not a movie podcast, we're not a horror podcast, but it, it, we talk about this shit when comics get involved, and it was announced as of a few hours ago that Terrifier is getting a three-part comic book series um, due probably around October-ish, from what it sounds like. Uh, it's going to be drawn by Steve McGinnis, and that's pretty badass, but it's going to be limited as to where you can get it and the amount of copies. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, the information right now is limited, but knowing that there's going to be a three-part Terrifier comic out there, I definitely have my eyes appealed um, Scott Snyder's and the news. Scott Snyder is continuing on with his career, taking things to the next level by starting his own 
label called Best Jacket Press. It's going to be a creator-owned label. It's going to be he's going to be doing all of his creator-owned projects from here on out through that. From what it sounds like, and he wants the uh, his his title Nocturnal coming soon to be the the, the flagship title for what is it? Uh, Best Jacket Press. So there you go, man. Scott Snyder continuing on. He says he's not done with doing DC stuff by any means. He's just, yeah, trying to advance to the next level, is what he says. Um, Valiant is in the news. Valiant, they're restructuring, essentially. Uh, They're located in one spot of the country, but they want to get everything in one spot because they really want to focus and buckle down on film, comics, games, and... Ever just bring everything closer together because like, apparently the comics are in the east and the films out in the west and who knows where the games are so they're trying to just boop so that means some some places got closed down so that's I mean hmm, kind of a bummer but at the same time I'm sure Valiant is playing nice and giving people plenty of options and I don't know I, I can't say that for sure I don't know that for sure but I know how they roll at Valiant for the most part and they seem like swell dudes huh dudes and dudettes um but yeah no good for valiant because i want to see some stability in that company man i want to see an awesome valiant cinematic universe uh apparently they're going to do like a shadow man game that's in the works i don't know shit about video games listen to grief burrito for that lit gaming those are good places to listen to news on that stuff but as far as yeah no i don't know uh but yeah shadow man video game neato right and on to DC. And I say it with a, uh, <laughs> a smug tone every time now. I can't not say it with a smug tone. DC. DC continues to cancel shit uh, beyond their employees now. Now they're canceling 25% of their books. And some of the casualties include Hawkman, Teen Titans, Hellblazer, Young Justice, um, possibly Aquaman, uh, the sources say Suicide Squad was on that list, but I think it's just a matter of timing with that one. Uh, Tom Taylor said that he, like, the duration of the story is where he planned on going with it, and that was it. And it, he planned on it being an 11 series maxi the entire time, or 11 issue maxi series is what I mean. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, 11's a weird number, but at the same time, I believe him too. You know, I, I think, I think. I don't think we can say that Suicide Squad was a casualty to DC's cuts, but there's other titles. I mean, shit, at this point, we got to count our blessings for what we have left, like Nightwing and, I mean, Harley Quinn's done. What else? So we've got Nightwing, Batman, Detective, Batman Beyond, uh, Justice League, Justice League Dark, Justice League Odyssey. Uh, I think Batgirl's still going. Is that all of DC's ongoings right now? Catwoman. Fuck, yeah, that might be it. I might, I'm sure I missed a couple, but if you think about it, that's not a lot. The fact that I can name a good portion of them right off the top of my head. I guess Titans. No, Titans might be done too. Yeah, because they, they, Teen Titans is on the list here. Titans might have ended already. Fuck. I don't know, bro. Well, that's where that is. Um, not good, man. DC continues to piss people off. They're continuing to piss folks off. I can't wait to see what's announced with DC fandom. I have a feeling we're being fed a bunch of shit right now. We're just manjaing it all up. And, yeah, I know, I mixed, uh... 
that's not how you use that word, but we are. We're just num 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 fucking eating it all up because Jim Lee's saying it. Don't get me wrong. I like Jim Lee. I don't think he's a bad guy, but right now he's a good guy on a fucking. He's a marionette, dude. Like he's just being danced around and. Because we like them, you know? It's <laughs> it's kind of how politics work in a way. <laughs> I'm not going to get into all that, but I don't know how politics work. But that's how I imagine. It's like some little boopy doopy 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 doo puppet. And, you know, they're either designed to be hated or loved. And that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I hate it. I hate what's going on with DC. I really do. We deserve better. We deserve real answers. We don't deserve to be shit on with fucking ring around the rosy type of bullshit. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what DC fandom brings. But in the meantime, I'm not impressed. I am not impressed, Jim Lee. Oh, that's the news. Now, let's... let's we got a little bit of speculation and talk. Actually, just a little bit now that I think about it. Um... Yeah, yeah. so this is the, the speculation segment. This is where I talk about books to pick up for the sake of uh, financial gain, I guess, or um, gain in collectability if you're not into money. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. There wasn't really a whole lot of holy shit that's a new thing this week, except for the obvious Venom and Venom. 27 we've got the first full appearance of codex um we've got the uh, shadow face of uh, virus unmasked but we still don't know who it is so that's not really much but to me i think the thing that people aren't really talking about well well there's also a new version of agent venom as well so that's something uh but i think the big one out of here that people aren't talking about talking about <laughs> And I'm not saying it's the biggest thing in this book, but I just find it funny that no one's bringing up the fact that there's a full-on Avengers, or a Venomized Avengers team here. Uh, so, yeah, granted, it's from an alternate universe, but so is Codex and this Agent Venom that people are claiming to be first appearances of. Have we not seen a Venomized Avengers yet in comic? I mean, I don't think we have. I know there's the Venomverse, but have we seen a full team appearance of them yet? I don't know, man. And this is this is different. This is for sure different. So I don't know, dude. This is a. I wouldn't sleep on that either. Either way, I mean, you got you got it for one reason. You got them for all of. Or you picked the book up for one reason. You picked it up for all of the reasons. I would imagine, but still, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, not a whole lot that I could think of. Other than you know, awesome first issues like Big Girls. I think is going to go a long way. Seven Secrets is already in its third printing, so pick that up. But as far as the stuff that I picked up, I, not a whole lot of big speculator moments. Um, the I know the Venom 27 cover variant covers are all over the fucking place, but that's nothing that I picked up. So let's just carry on to the overviews, man. But first, I got to talk about Hooked on Comics. This is where you get those books. You know, they have my favorite show in all of comic book auctions is, and I say this with pure sincerity, is Hooked on Comics Tuesday afternoon sales, the, the pre-show. Um, you just, it, it's, it's, this is the place to get the books, man. They don't hike up the fucking prices through the goddamn roof just because eBay's selling books people don't even own yet uh, <laughs> or have in their hands yet. It's, I don't know. I, I say that's the way to go. Say that's the way to go. 
Hooked on Comics Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, but also they have amazing shows all throughout their week. Their big show is actually their non-new book show, their back-issue show, their slab show. The, their hot, hot show is on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Find it on NSCLiveTV.com, the Hooked on Comics Facebook page, as well as the Cheers to Comics Facebook group, where all of the Hooked on Comics greatness gets reshared out. So, um, let's let's jump into overviews, man. And admittedly, yes, yeah, some of the books here did come from Hooked on Comics. Because, uh, yeah, every once in a while, I'll miss an indie. And Hooked on Comics, they... they they hook me up, <laughs> like that's and no pun intended, but they really do, they really do, and it's not because they're sponsored by me. They treat everybody that same way. I promise you, they're great folks over there. They're great folks. So let's get into these overviews. Uh, surprisingly, not very many books to overview this week. Uh, we're gonna start out with DC Detective Comics with Super Kickass Detective Comics number one thousand twenty-five. Peter J. Tomasi, Kenneth Rockefort, and Dan Brown. Um, so this is really Batwoman teaming up with Batman for the first time in a long time. You know, we've got the clown gang just fucking up everything, uh, because of the Joker having all of the monies. So yeah, he's just ruling the world, and Batwoman shows up, and we kind of get a, uh, a team up with Bullock in the beginning. You know, Harvey Bullock, fucking bam. It's badass shit, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the, the, big, the big plot here, essentially, is Batwoman and Batman team up to rescue a Jokerized, uh, drugged-up Lucius, and disable the 3D weapon printers that are giving all these bad guys all of these guns. Because they gotta be coming from somewhere, right? And guess what? Mission motherfucking accomplished, it seems. So, yeah, man. There you go. Fucking Detective Comics is bad ass this week. Uh, Darth Vader from Marvel. Uh, yeah, only one DC book I, I kind of really got into. Or at least have the ability to overview, let's put it that way. Uh, from Marvel Comics, we've got Darth Vader number four, Greg Pak, Rafael uh, Ienko. I'm pr I've probably been saying it wrong the entire time. And Niraj Menon, covered by Inyakli. All right. So at this point, you know, in the last issue, Sabe and her little team. Sabe is the kind of the, the Padme look-alike, and yeah, you know, her and Vader were kind of teamed up for a minute, and then Sabe takes Vader to the place, and fucking her squad shows up, and they're like, "Hey, you know, Vader, you're the one that killed Anakin and Padme." And apparently, obviously, they don't know that Vader's Anakin, so they, you know, kind of draw swords, and that doesn't go over well. Because uh, <laughs> they re and they they also released this giant sea monster and nobody's ever killed a giant sea this type of giant sea monster before. Vader does, so he kills the fuck out of a that. And then yeah, Dorme and Sache apparently are a couple of generals, former generals or first hands or whatever the fuck you call them, right hands of Padme back in the day. And uh, yeah, um, you know, fucking Vader has no problem with them, but. Mm -mm. Nah, they, 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 they clearly have a problem with him, and... <sighs> good shit, man. Good shit. I'm not gonna total go into total spoilers there, but I gotta say, fucking Darth Vader, this series has been absolutely incredible. I don't know if I'm just biased, and it's impossible for me to write... or for me to read a Darth Vader story I don't like, but that may be the case. Uh, from the X-Men universe, carrying into X of Swords, we've got Marauders, number 11, Jerry Duggan, Stefano Caselli, and Edgar Delgado. 
So this is a big issue. This is an issue we've long been waiting for. Um, we, we figure out the fate of Kate. You know, it looks like she's all dead and shit, according to that cover. So, starts out, Lockheed returns to Emma, and uh, Lockheed is able to express to Emma who Kate's killer actually was, and when she realizes it's Sebastian Shaw, it's she's got hell to motherfucking pay. So at this point, now, she's, Emma is just adamant. She's like, alright, Xavier, I need you to try to revive her again. I know it's been a bunch of times, but we're gonna get this, just get this, okay? We're gonna get this. And Xavier essentially says, okay, we're going to try this one more time, but if it doesn't work, we're going to have to, I don't know, maybe move on and see what the fuck happens, because it's not looking good. Meanwhile, Storm visits this awesome old lady that just so happened to have tipped Kate off about the tainted Kukroan meds that were about to get delivered. Uh, the, the, oh fuck, what do they call? I forgot what they call them, but those, the, the bad people that they've been fighting, they tainted all the Krakoan drugs to make it look like the mutants were going to try to poison a bunch of humans and shit. Well, thanks to this old lady, she tipped off Kate, and she, you know, she was able to save all this shit. So Aurora shows up on the bus, and that gives her a formal thank you. And I, I mean, I, what does it all mean? I just think it's cool, man. I just think it's well-written stuff. I, I, was the scene a thousand percent necessary? No, but I'm sure there was some necessity to it. I, I'm not saying it was completely unnecessary. But goddamn, it was a cool scene. It really was. Uh, and the admiration of this lady for Storm was just so cool. At the very end of the book, you could see like her little journal or diary or writings or what have you. It's just, it's just good stuff. Well, guess what? Meanwhile, while all that's going on, Kate is able to be revived. It takes 18 fucking tries when it's all said and done, but Kate is revived. And yeah, so the, the, we figured out the problem. Why Kate was so different? Well, uh, while she was in her husk, if you will, uh, she kept trying to phase through it, and uh, apparently that was that, that caused all these issues for the. So that finally, on this one time, they were able to catch her and hatch her properly, uh, without her trying to phase through it and fucking up the whole process. So, bam, 18 try is the charm. And, yeah, and then, you know, on the Lolo, fucking Emma says to Kate, like, hey, let's let's go take down this Sebastian motherfucker, but don't say anything. But we're going to take down this Sebastian motherfucker, but for real, though, don't say anything. Let's, let's fucking do this our way. And it's badass, man. It is. Marauders is incredible. I fucking love this series so much. This was definitely an issue on the up-up for me. I'm finding that the issues that involve Kate less are the ones that I like the least. The ones that involve Kate the most are the ones that... I seem to praise the most. Uh, am I becoming a Kate Bishop fan or Kate Pride fanatic? Quite possibly. I keep calling her Kate Bishop for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, more from the X-Men universe carrying into the X of Swords path, as they say, from Benjamin Percy and Basel Dua. Along with Guru Effects, we have X-Force number 11. This is my favorite x-men series right now uh the dustin weaver covers pretty badass so it starts out you know we got these russian super soldiers that have been fucking shit up and now they've been captured and they've been brought into the healing gardens well through all this they realize that these russian super soldiers are able to revive themselves in their own way uh that they figured out how to do because of you know mutant whatever and now they're, they're essentially uh, Russian nesting dolls. So when one of them dies, another one pops open, and a little or littler one pops out. 
and it's creepy as fuck. And they're going around, they're terrorizing shit all on the low low, and it, <laughs> it's just bad. It's really, really bad. Meanwhile, um, <clears throat> excuse me, good lord, I haven't stopped talking this entire time. Um, Domino, she's in the Savage Lands trying to get Colossus from wanting to just be a fucking farmer now. Apparently Colossus has wiped his hands clean of heroing. What is the point? That wasn't Russian at all. That was... I don't know what that was. I apologize, guys. I apologize from the deepest depths of my soul for doing that. But I'm not editing it out. So yeah, he just wants to be a fucking farmer. Domino doesn't think that's cool. She doesn't think that's cute. So... He's like, no, I'm not doing this. But then eventually he looks in the distance and he sees that everything's fucked. This portal opens up and he sees that there's a bunch of bad shit happening on the other end. And he says, okay, I'll go fuck this shit up. So he goes through and, you know, he sees on the other end, well, a bunch of goddamn shit's getting fucked up. And, you know, he's got to go help his fellow mutants. So he fucking does it again. But he's, he's done and he just goes back to <laughs> being a farmer again. What does it all mean? I don't know what that meant. I really don't. But I love me some Colossus, so that was neat, all right? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Something super drastic happens at the very end. Uh, Quentin, he's out trying to meet up with this little boo-boo. This little uh, cuckoo, if you will. Not boo-boo, cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's trying to get in with the step for cuckoo. And he's out in the middle of nowhere. But he gets stabbed in the motherfucking back by a, uh, a little creepy Russian nesting demon doll super soldier thing. And then he gets pushed into a portal. And on the other end of that portal, we get this giant uh, Russian motherfucker asking for the Cerebro... Not asking for. He has the Cerebro sword at this point. The sword at which Quentin has been, uh, well, given. <laughs> And now he doesn't have it anymore, and he's about to fucking die. So, not good, man. This was a heavy issue. I dug it. I dug it quite a bit. Um, I, fucking Colossus. Am I right? Am I right? Even if he does just, if he just wants to be a farmer, I'm, I'm fucking whatever. You could do whatever he wants. <laughs> Lastly, from Marvel, we've got Venom number twenty-seven. This is Legacy one hundred ninety-two. It's Donny Cates and Juan Gideon and Jesus Arbitrov, covered by Ryan Stegman and J.P. Meyer, along with Frank Martin. So, um, first off, I got to say before I get into the uh, overview of this book, I don't, I you know, I try not to do a whole lot of reviewing. But I got to talk about the art on this for a second, and we're, we're we've at this point we've been pretty accustomed to a specific style of Venom over the last twenty-five issues or so, right? Um, well, Juan Gideon has taken the the visuals of Venom to a whole different thing, and I got to say I really, really, really dig how he draws Venom. Uh, it's it's a little more cartoony in a way, but at the same time I think it's fucking metal as shit. And I just wanted to say that. So shout out to Juan Gideon for once again figuring out another awesome way to draw Venom. Uh, <laughs> add you to the list, man. So what's going on here? Well, as we know from the last issue, Vira, uh, Eddie and Dylan, they were transported into this strange new dimension. It looks to be super futuristic, very like Batman Beyondy, if you will. Um, there's like Venom symbols all over the place. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's gnarly shit. Not necessarily Venom symbols so much as maybe Null symbol, symbols. Symbols? Null symbols? 
yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I don't know what's going on with it, but it's neat. No one else knows what's going on with it either. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Eddie and Dylan are trying to figure shit out. Virus is still after them. So, you know, we get a fight, obviously, between Venom and Virus, uh, but at the same time, it's, it's interrupted because somebody else is after Venom as well. And that just so happens to be these Venomized Avengers that I spoke of earlier in the, the uh, speculation. They're full-on, like, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, just Venomized. Uh, virus blasts Captain America in the fucking face, blows his goddamn face off, regenerates like a motherfucking Venom. Uh, symbiote is what I mean to say. <laughs> it's gnarly. And, well, it turns out these, these Avengers... They answer to the one they call Codex, and he's sitting all up on his super throne, and he's very Null-like. I will say this: I will say that he's. I, for the I thought this was Null the whole time. Like they had to have said it was Codex. I th if anything, it just kind of looks like if Null took off his cloak. I don't know. Maybe I have Null's character design off, but I just think they're very similar with their long white silver hair and their black and their red and their smiles. I just think Null and Codex look very similar. That's all. Um, uh, kind of confusing. So, with that being said, uh, fucking, well, uh, yeah, they, they, they capture virus, the, the, Eddie and Dylan are allowed to escape, and they're, they're met through this portal by, well, uh, this Agent Venom. Now, if you remember, I speculated who virus was, I had said that, hey, it's Flash Thompson. Well, guess who they mention in this book? Flash Thompson. Uh, just saying, just saying. No, no, they specifically say, well, no, that's not Flash Thompson, but that's when they're referring to Agent Venom. Um, I still firmly believe, despite everybody else's, uh, speculation out there, I still firmly believe that Virus is Flash Thompson, and I think that Kate is throwing us a curveball right now. Um, yeah, but thing is, we got Agent Venom, uh, an almost plural at this point, and it just so happens to be his ex-wife from another dimension, and it's cool, and that's how they end the book. It's fucking, like, tears, and hey, how you doings, and whatnot. It's badass, man. Um, I'm loving what the fuck Kate's is doing with us. I do. I, I, I'm loving the shit out of Venom right now. It's, I, hasn't been a whole lot of miss issues, if you will, out of 27 fucking issues. You think that all these, hey, new first appearances would be super overhyped and overrated when you go to read them, but nope. I'm digging them. And I know I said that Virus might not live up to, I have been known to say that Virus might not live up to you know, being this super sought-after character, like a, a, a Noel or a, a potential Codex, if you will. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of that, I guess, kind of depends on the identity of Virus, and I don't know, man, I got... There's a, there's a lot to say about it. I'm going to say it's going to be an important first appearance to have, but I don't think it's going to be, like, of Null importance, because I do think that Null is the next Thanos. Uh, but I also kind of think that Codex might be along the lines of a character, uh, as far as collectability goes, to say is maybe like a cosmic ghostwriter, if you will, since we're kind of staying on the, uh, the, the Kate's plane, if you will. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. That's just kind of me rambling on about what I think Virus could turn out to be. Um, am I saying dump all your number 26s now, or 25s now, or whatever, 26s now? No, I'm not saying that. But 
you might have been better off if you did dump them on the first couple days because <laughs> everybody else is starting to at least the the financial market's starting to kind of sway in my belief as well i don't know towards my what i just said i don't know what i'm trying to say right now i gotta take a drink of uh readable all right last overview of the week from image comics this is a book that i giggled at a lot when I was talking about it in Polis Priorities and FOCs and whatnot, just because of the name, Big Girls. Uh, but now I don't giggle at it after reading it. This book by Jason Howard, what he has done is absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, now, I will go on to say, if this book was done by a woman, I might have some things to say. Because it's uh, almost very anti-man in a way. And, you know, I don't really roll like that. I'm not anti-much. And I'm definitely not anti-man. <laughs> uh, having the testiculars and whatnot. So, uh, I mean, because it's done by a dude, I can understand and relate to how... <laughs> and almost kind of giggle at a little bit of what's going on here. Essentially, it is, in this world, there's this deformity that takes place. If it takes place in males, uh, you, you, you overgrow and you get super big and you develop into essentially a monster that they refer to as jacks. If you grow up as a female, you don't turn into a monster. You stay human, but you stay really, really, really big. And you are bred and trained by the government to destroy and fight and protect the world from these jacks. And that's what the fuck is going on here. Um, I really... I, I, I want to go through and give a full-on overview of this first issue. <sighs> but at the same time, I... Mm, you know what? Fuck it. Yes, I will. Because I'm going to go ahead and say this is my book of the week for sure. I just nailed down an interview with Jason Howard. Uh, yeah, let's talk about this motherfucker. So it follows a character by the name of Martin. He has an oversized son. He's harboring this oversized son. Uh, he's just, a, I think he's like four years old is what they say. But he's already starting to kind of develop these, uh, the, these, these growths, these mutations. He's turning into a fucking monster. And he's a big baby. Uh, well, the, the government tracks him down and essentially, yeah, Martin, you know, he does his best to try to save his kid, talk and the government into saying, hey man, he's, he's going to be a cool one. The government says, nah, dog, we ain't never had a monster. We don't allow this shit. Fuck that. Well, uh, the, the, the baby kind of ends up falling out of a window. <laughs> but he's caught. Old little baby's caught. And caught by one of our big girls. One of our fucking monster protectors. And as he's dangling there, you know, everything's like, okay, cool. We got him. Let's get this kid to safety. That's not what happens here, guys. Uh, that's not what happens here at all. This this agent, I should probably learn his name because I have a feeling he's going to be a main character that we follow. He shoots this baby in the fucking head. And we got baby brains all over the fucking panel. Like, that's... Mm, not something to giggle at. I legitimately had to stop for a second and think about what... The, I mean, it was just... It was done so fucking well. And I'm not saying that... Uh, I don't know. It sounds fucking sick when I say it that way out loud and hearing it to myself but <laughs> Jesus Christ did it really really grab me as far as like holy shit this is what I'm getting with this book 
And then from there, yeah, it's it's a bunch of uh, conflict. I'm not going to, you know, continue on from there as far as uh, minor details go, or major details for that matter, but essentially, uh, it's it's the characters having conflictions with themselves. Conflicts? Conflictions? With themselves. I don't understand words good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... Fuck, dude. Uh, on a, uh, a five-star scale, five out of five. The art's incredible. I love the color palette. Uh, it's drawn and written by Jason Howard. It's a beautiful fucking book. I'm glad I saved it for last. That was a complete accident. I really didn't expect to be into this book as much as I am. I am so... F I underestimated it. I really do. And take and if you're somebody that was like big girls, that doesn't... Uh, don't underestimate it. And yes, if you're a guy that's, you know, fucking... Uh, oh, fucking... Uh, he... He woman man haters or whatever the fuck you call them I don't know. Uh, no, dude, this is not the message that they're getting across. The, is there a possibly a toxic masculinity type of reference being thrown in there? Uh, I would say m most certainly, but at the same time, I mean, it's. it's I want to see where they're going with it. It doesn't. I don't think it really villainizes males. I don't. And if. I'll, I look forward to talking with Jason Howard about it personally, so I can ask him, like, "Hey, dude, do you are you trying to villainize males or what's going on here?" But I don't, I don't see that. I, I'm just super into this fucking story. So uh, that does it for the overviews, guys. I am going to take a quick break. I'm gonna leave you with something here, and be right back with the last bit of this here podcast. So uh, enjoy this. Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms and Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. Alright, welcome back. Let's talk honorable mentions. These are the books that didn't quite make the overmeal. Over, over That's a new one. I don't think I've ever said those letters together before. <laughs> the overview, but that doesn't by any means uh, mean anything about the integrity or level of anything on these books. This is, this is the stuff I didn't necessarily have stuff to talk about, per se. Uh, just books that definitely still need to be acknowledged from last week, in case you forgot. So, Alienated number 5, this is a book from Boom that I am waiting for it to, uh, or at least the first arc to end, and I'll read it that way. Uh, I, I fell, on, or fell on, came on late, so I had, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's that's how it works. I, I read a lot of books each week, so it's hard for me to do any back reading unless it's a small week. Doesn't happen often for me. The Resistance, number four of six. This is one I read the first issue. I'm a big J. Michael Straczynski fan, and uh, <laughs> did you catch that? J. Michael Straczynski fan. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I was a fucking. It's a super relevant series, scary relevant series right now. At least that first issue was. I look forward to reading it when it's all said and done. Uh, also from Boom Studios and Tom Taylor and Daniel D. Nicuolo and Walter Biamonti. Essentially the, the Power Rangers team, our artistic team, teaming up with Tom Taylor. 
Ooh, the Power Rangers artistic team teaming up with Tom Taylor. <laughs> Brings you seven secrets. Now, uh, the first issue, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I have all the faith that it's going to be great. It's already going into third printing, so that tells me the smart people out there understand it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to continue with it on my list, though, for sure. And like I said, these Boom books, <laughs> when the, the deals with Netflix right now, I'm pretty sure Boom's just essentially putting out content so that Netflix picks it up. Uh, I don't, once again, I don't mean to speak low on the integrity of the creators or anything like that. By no means am I saying that, but... Uh, I think it's a smart move by Boom, though, to have that exclusive first-look type of contract with Netflix and then just keep churning out these these awesome series that you know is going to sell a bunch of fucking copies. So, there you go. Uh, from some DC honorable mentions, Dark Knight's Death Metal number 3. I'm sure you're probably really looking forward to me reading that, but I still don't know what the fuck's going on in this book. It's incredibly cool, whatever it is, but as far as the actual storyline goes, I mean, I'm kind of getting it. But at the same time, I, I, I don't feel comfortable trying to explain it to you because, God forbid, I steer you wrong somehow. Uh, that is another reason why a lot of books make the honorable mention. Keep in mind, um, I may not be a smart man, but I do know what good all is. And <laughs> so, yes, a lot of times, yeah, fucking, I, I do not quite understand what's going on in the books, but uh, I... I still fucking pick them up, hoping that when it's all said and done, it all wraps up nicely, or just for the sake of reading it all together. Sometimes I struggle with fucking months in between issues and shit, you know? That's a fucking problem for me a lot of times. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, you know, I'm fucking human, guys. That's, that's what it is. I, I, I may read a lot of books, but uh, a lot of times I just, I don't know what to fucking say about them. Uh, but I, and, and just like with metal, it all... When it was all said and done, it all made sense. God, I, I'm really, I have a lot of fucking faith in this guidebook that I picked up. <laughs> this guidebook, ooh, please steer me right. Continuing on, let me just keep talking about how fucking stupid I am and how you should be listening to the stupid person. Superman number 24, I am not really reading Superman anymore, but I... Bendis's runs coming to an end. Hey, that's a fucking series that I forgot to mention. Superman, but it's coming to an end. I guess Action Comics would be another one. Uh, yeah, I'm fucking well. At least Bendis's run. A new villain has been introduced in the last couple of issues, from what I understand. So again, guys, I'm not really reading Superman so much, just because it's not really a character I've ever really enjoyed. Uh, I just I want to see Bendis do something else. I want to see him write somebody different. That's all. I, I know what Bendis can do. Bendis made me fall in love with comics with Iron Man and all of that shit. Uh, let me let me see. Let me see what else you could do besides Superman Bendis. I haven't read your other shit. I haven't read your Walmart Batman stuff. I haven't read it because it's Walmart and it just doesn't seem right. Uh, <laughs> Green Lantern Season 2, Number 6, halfway through the second season. Uh, Grant Morrison, he's just too smart for me. I love Liam Sharp's art. I absolutely fucking love it. And eventually one day... When, you know, if there's ever a standstill, God forbid, and the production of books again, Green Lantern is one of the things that I really want to go through and binge because I, admi I, I just want to know more about this character. That's why I continue to have all of the stuff on the pull list and I never really talk about it because I'm not really reading it. I just want to have it better to have and not need and need and not have, right? Uh, yes, yeah, says the hoarder. The Immortal Hulk, number 36, Legacy 753, coming off what was probably my favorite issue of Immortal Hulk was another issue of, oh shit, oh, Ewing, you're too smart for me. 
Uh, that, no, it's, it's not necessarily the case here. It's just, this is more of a visual storytelling book. Joe Bennett's back to fucking really show you how to do body horror and how to enjoy the shit out of that. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into the visuals of a book because this is an audio-based format. So, bleh. Ugh, I just did that. Not editing. Hawkeye Freefall number five is back, bitches. Uh, why aren't you talking about it, Brian? Well, uh, it's been so long uh, since issue number four that I've I've read because, admittedly, I I, you know, I know originally I said, hey, I might actually pick up some of the Marvel shit because or digital shit, digital only shit because of you know what this is, the Hawkeye, Matthew Rosenberg, Otto Schmidt. But I lied. It didn't happen. So, because I had faith it was going to be back, and I was right. I was absolutely right, and it's back. Now, why didn't I talk about it? Did I not like it? No, I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. It was great. But it had been so long since issue number four, God forbid, I steer you wrong by me talking about something inaccurately. And I really do try to just stick to the fucking... Yeah. Um, so... I just know from what I read, it's the, the book never lost steam. It just gets better and better. I can't wait to see what the sixth issue does to wrap it all up, man. It's fucking gnarly. Whew, that fucking ending, dude. That ending, that's heavy shit. Um, Empire, number five, Al Ewing and Dan Slott and Valero Skidi and Marte Garcia. You think I would be covering Marvel's big future changing event in more detail, but the thing is... Uh, I'm trying to read as many of the tie-ins as I can, uh, although there are a few that I'm not attempting. And because of that, uh, I'm just... I get mixed up when I talk about them. So I may... I have this tendency of talking about things and issues that actually take place in other issues, so I'm trying to avoid myself... Or avoid <laughs> uh, from my, being able to do that by, yeah, just... You know, understand what I'm saying. You probably don't. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that this this is a big wedding issue, and uh, probably one of the better issues of the the, the series for sure. I, I, I this is just it's a big, thick, heavy book, and it's it's worth it, man. I'm I was very meh on the Empire stuff, but as it turns out, I'm I am digging it. Uh, another Empire tie-in was Captain Marvel number 19. Uh, I just I have Captain Marvel permanently on my pull list now, ever since, well, I'm, I guess the, the, the Dark Avenger run, uh, and, uh, I don't know, it's, I just, I am starting to dig this series for sure, I just, I haven't, I'm kind of going like, I feel like I'm doing every other, <laughs> every other arc with Captain Marvel, she's still, I mean, not a priority character for me to read. But it is nice having the, the, the majority of the run now in my pool, or in my collection, for sure. Uh, this is important stuff that Kelly Thompson's writing with this character. I, I firmly believe that. I, firm, I really do believe it's important stuff. Um, more from Empire, Empire Avengers, number two. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> this is just... There's a lot going on in here, and a part of the reason I didn't do an overview on this is because I probably could have spent 10 minutes on doing it, and it wouldn't have felt right just picking apart little pieces of it, because all of the storyline in Empire Avengers is fucking incredible. I will say, out of all of the Empire stuff going on right now, the Empire Avengers and Empire Fantastic Four are my favorites. Um, Empire X-Men is key. 
It's it's awesome, but I, if I, gun to my head, Empire Avengers is the best part of it. Uh, even including the main just Empire run, it's so goddamn good, because they're following everybody, everybody, Kazar and blah, uh, so many, so many people. Um, Empire Captain America number two. Um, yeah, Captain America is not really one of my my followy characters. I don't really have much Captain America in my collection, so. Um, I'm not really reading what his part throughout Empire is, admittedly. So that's that's what's happening there. Uh, Empire X-Men, number three of four. Yes, there was so much fucking Empire, and I didn't talk about none of it. <laughs> uh, I realized that for whatever reason, I think I skipped issue number two, so I missed some shit, but towards the end of issue number three, I was starting to kind of recollect some shit from issue number one, where the story was at. Uh, so, once again, I didn't want to steer anybody wrong and give an overview, even though some amazing fucking badass shit that would have been super awesome to talk about occurred in the issue. Issue? 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 So, yes, pick you up some of that there. Uh, Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider number five from Dennis Hopeless and Scott Hepburn and... Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, I'm... <laughs> this is just something I have in my collection at this point. Rainy Day Reading. I know it's a cool little mini-series, and I just like to have it. I read issue number one, I was like, alright, this is cool, I love me some Dennis Hopeless, but at the same time, uh, I wanna, I think it's gonna be one of those things, to where once Cosmic Ghost Rider starts playing a main staple in the, the, the universe again, I'll go back and I'll read Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider, just to kinda, uh, have a whole heap and helping of it when it's all, when it's time. That, that, that's what's going on. I, I like the character, and I wanna have all of his shit. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number 46, Legacy 847. Uh, yeah, this is more Sin Eater stuff. Apparently great shit happens in it with the Sin Eater and bad shit actually. Not really great shit, but great bad shit. Uh, <laughs> why am I not reading Spider-Man? Well, I guess I'm just... Maybe... I don't know. I don't know. I just haven't been a fan of Nick Spencer's writing Spider-Man is all. That's all. Just not my, my character. But So I have 47 issues of his Spider-Man... Yeah, I do. But what are you going to do? Uh, you don't not subscribe to Spider-Man when you have a comic book podcast. That'd be fucking weird, right? Uh, but there's arcs that'll pop in here and out that I'll go and visit. Something tells me out of all the arcs that I regret not reading, it's going to be this Sin Eater stuff. So maybe I will check that one out. I don't know. We'll see. Just wasn't all that motivated. Uh, Ghost Spider number 9, Legacy 59. This is another one of them went digital only, but now it's back in print. So the digital story is ahead of issue number 9, but the yeah, um, it was never dropped from my pull list. I just kind of stopped reading it, but uh, I don't know. I think Ghost Spider's a cool character to have in the thing, and I got a little 5-year-old. It wouldn't hurt to have a little cool run for her, so that's, that's what's going on. Uh, that does it for the honorable mentions. I gotta talk about wall books now. There's some badass fucking books that I bought just for the sake of the shelf appeal. The wall. The covers. Um, I've been collecting all of the John Tyler Christopher Empire action figure variants. Uh, they're doing dual fucking figures in this one, so, you know, fucking. You're getting two figures for the price of one? Come on. Why would you not? <laughs> Uh, and this this package features uh, Black Panther and Val Richards, baby. Good shit, man. Good shit going on here. And both characters play a huge role in this issue. One of which is devastating. <gasps> Spoilers. Uh, 
Uh, Lee Bermejo threw down an amazing cover with Detective Comics 1025 like he has been. Uh, I will say this is probably my favorite so far out of all the Bermejo covers. There's been some amazing ones, no doubt. I mean, that last one was pretty incredible. I know that there's one coming up the, <laughs> in 1027 that's probably going to be my cover of the year. But as of right now, this Detective 1025 is my favorite Batman cover of the year. Um, and last but not least, I got the FOC Voyagen variant of Seven Secrets, number one, the Lee and Yuck Virgin variant. Uh, I just, I mean, I'm a Tom Taylor fan. I have full faith in all of his work, despite the fact that I didn't really understand what was going on for the most part. I guess I did understand what was going on for the most part. It was just a bunch of people saying they have a bunch of secrets, introducing themselves in some way, shape, or form. But I got a lot of faith in this book, man. So I, I picked up the FOC Virgin, and I'm just going to kind of sit on it, and we'll see what happens. Um, will I flip it? I don't know. Will I wall book it? Quite possibly, because it has that that non-trade dress appeal that I tend to love. That's why the majority of my wall books are DC, because they do that low trade dress type of stuff. But what are you going to do, Marvel, huh? Come on, get with it. You want to battle? Let's do this. Start right there. Uh, <laughs> so that does it. That does it, guys. I uh, fucking I read a lot of books. I talked about a few. Uh, I urge you, really, to just fucking during these times, uh, it's, it's, it's super stupid out there, so just jump into a comic book, man. That's, that's what I used to change my life. I was looking for a distraction from some really stupid shit going on, and then I found it, and then it changed my life. I'm not saying comics are going to change your life, but they could really help. So pass this message along to a friend. Uh, <laughs> Um, start a pull list, save you a bunch of money. Like, I could show you guys my receipts. I saved 35% on my Marvel books this week. 35% because of my pull list. That's, that's a big deal. Uh, you guys, I know a few people have asked me and messaged me, like, dude, how much do you spend? It's like, not nearly as much as you think because I have a fucking pull list. If, the, if I just picked all these books up off the shelf weekly, I'd be fucked. Uh, <laughs> So, that's what's happening there. Hey, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Uh, subscribe for as little as a dollar a month there, and that, that little that, that penny jar fucking adds up quickly. I've got some awesome, awesome fucking patrons in there, and you can be too. And it really it all goes towards the, the, the sanctity of this episode and increasing the, the awesomeness that could be. And uh, kind of still is a little bit, but it could be better. Uh, <laughs> with your help. Leave five-star reviews. That helps out tremendously. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. And it, it puts the show in the proper algorithms where it needs to be. And it gets it on the map. And yeah, man, uh, you'd be amazed at how much your, your five-star review effort really... It, it's, it's incredible what it does for this show. So please, please do that. I beg you. I'm begging. I'm fucking begging you. Uh, <laughs> With all of that being said, I, I uh, fucking, I love you guys. I love you guys. You slurds read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne.
This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast.